We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host, Will DeWitt. Joined with me today is my co-host, Nicholas Moriano. And we're here, I think, a little bit earlier than both of us expected after our last Saturday morning coffee session. It's now Monday night. It is August 17th. And we decided that today was worth an extra podcast. The Bears had their very first day of full pads. There's a few different interviews that happened. Um, as well as a uh, 19-20 football drive, kind of like a Hard Knocks internal team documentary. First episode dropped today. So I figured we had enough to talk about to hop on here uh, later than we normally do. Usually we're ending a show about an hour ago. So this is a pretty late start for both of us, Nick. But no coffee today. I have water. How's your Monday gone? It seems like everyone I've talked to today has really had them case had themselves Sorry, a case of the Mondays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We kind of started back up at the high school that I work at, so it was a lot of meetings, just a really long day. But I, I could feel that, the case of the Mondays. Um, and also, and you, you told me some unfortunate news, Will, and I, w- I felt bad for you, but, yeah, definitely let our you know listeners know what your situation is. Right. I guess everyone's paying attention to my coaching uh, situation as it is, but uh, we're supposed to have a game on Thursday. I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but – Woke up to an email today saying it's canceled. Nick, I haven't told you yet, but apparently maybe if they can come here to our school to play, we may still have a game, but we'll see. I mean, that's a lot for them to figure out on a dime. And the big issue right now is transportation, not wanting to put all these kids on a bus. It's tough. I spent my entire Sunday, Nick. I have a game plan. I made myself my first call sheet. I got all the play numbers in for the wristband. I made the wristband sheet. I made a video of the game plan for the kids. I still gave them all of it tonight. Like, hey, we're going to prepare like it's a game week, and we're going to go through the steps. That way, whenever we do get games, we can be prepared. But, yeah, that just hurt this morning. First thing to kind of start my week. Yeah, I felt so bad for you because I know the time and commitment that you put into it. Obviously, these kids are you know playing football maybe for the first time. They're looking to play in their first game, trying to take what you guys have practiced and you know put it on the field. So, just felt bad. Hopefully, things do work out. They're able to make something work with all all this going on right now. But yeah, you definitely have to keep us updated with that because I was looking forward to hearing the recap of your first game, the you know the play calling, how it all went, how the you know the kids were taking what you were calling and how they're you know translating on the field. I was looking forward to all that. Me too. I mean, I've been having like those good kind of stress dreams or I had a dream last night I think where I didn't even have my play call sheet so I'm just like trying to remember numbers I'm just throwing random numbers out there like 24 and we're running those kind of plays but yeah I'm excited too Nick I appreciate it but I think people are tuning in to listen to us talk Chicago Bears football not middle school football so like I said at this top of the show I think the most important news or I guess overview where the other news will get kind of baked in 
is the fact that the Bears did put on the pads here for the first time in 2020. They talked about it, Matt Nagy. It's the first time that players have put on pads literally since the end of last season. So for all the Chicago Bears who are returning, of course, that's that Vikings loss. And then from everyone else, their various uh, backgrounds, no matter where they came from, college, uh, another pro team, the CFL. Oh, wait, nope. Broke a foot, I forgot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but anyway, it's the first time to put on pads this year. So it is a joyous occasion. It is a step closer to real football. And I think everything we heard out of coming from Hallis Hall today, the reporters saying it did feel like a normal practice. It did feel like football is back. Did you get that same sense? Yeah, there were, you know, I think some reports saying like it was up tempo. And you actually, uh, Matt Nagy said that in his Zoom interview earlier today. But yeah, these guys are kind of getting a feel. We got some updates on who exactly was practicing, where they were practicing with the ones, the twos, the threes. So we got a little bit of tidbits early on. And obviously, this is the first day of practice. So I don't think anybody should overreact to what you know, these reporters are reporting right now, but it is nice to monitor throughout training camp. If some of their initial reports are consistent throughout, throughout training camp, because we all know that, you know, the quarterbacks, obviously there's a big focal point there. Both of them look, you know, apparently okay. None of them really separate themselves from the group, but I think we'll go into that a little bit more in depth uh, as we kind of continue this podcast here. Yeah. So a, Boy, do I miss training camp when I have a day like today when you're seeing some videos, you're seeing some photos of the guys padded up, having contact for the first time this year, and more importantly, Nick, hearing where people are lining up. Because when you and I always go in years past, that's one of our most interesting like things that we're paying attention to. Where's this person lining up? What unit is he with? And it was nice to see some of those trickle through, but I did miss being up in the bleachers, keeping my eyes out, and kind of going through the process for myself. But luckily, the Bears were allowing reporters to say some things today, which helps us. But out of all of those personnel types of situations or updates that came out, was there one that took you by the most surprise? I have a couple on my list that are, I would say, mildly surprising. But did you have one that kind of stood out to you and you're like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, so I think maybe the big one for me is that Artie Burns, cornerback that they just brought in, was repping with the first team. And obviously the Bears just drafted Jalen Johnson, number 50th overall. They have Kevin Tolliver, but it was Artie Burns that got that first opportunity. And Matt Nagy said himself, as training camp kind of goes on, they're going to be, uh, the reps are going to be split up differently. But I think just initially hearing, hey, Artie Burns may be a guy that, yeah, when he was signed, not a lot of people gave him a chance. I know when we brought Kevin Fishbane on, I think he was like a dark horse guy that I said could compete, but it's still, like I said, early on. And Artie Burns is getting those first-team reps. Matt Nagy said, you know, he's a fir- former first-round pick. But I think that one, for me, kind of stood out just hearing that. Right. It was odd. I mean, I, I'm i right there with you just because Artie Burns came in. He was a free agent, but he wasn't like a prove-it deal. So I guess – they're really throwing him into the fire, like prove it now or don't prove it at all. Like they are giving him a fair shot here to start camp to see what he has going up against the ones lining up with the first team defense. But that one was to me uh, the top of my list too, in terms of overall surprises. I heard Kevin Tolliver, he was working with the twos where Jalen Johnson really wasn't seen all too much. I know that Nagy, like you said, they'll give Johnson more reps as the days kind of go on. Uh, we talked about in the last podcast that Johnson's been, a little bit more limited. So I guess it wouldn't make any sense for him to go from limited all the way to playing with the ones. He does have to work his way through the progression, but already burns. You didn't hear anything negative coming out about him today. You didn't hear anything overly positive about him either. So I guess it's kind of just wait and see with all the defensive backs, but either way, even if you heard one thing, positive, one thing, negative, it is day one. So you would have to just take it for what it is as well. Is there anything else about the bears corners? Like, came out that you wanted to hit on so not specifically maybe with the bears corners i actually i think actually earlier in the week when i don't know if you saw like the jimmy graham uh like video that the bears posted it wasn't today mm-hmm. i believe it was yesterday if you really slow down that video and it looks like that's the first team offense on seven and seven kevin tolliver is also featured in that video you have to really pause i'm like people were saying kevin tolliver's in there i'm like where where are you see this guy anywhere in this video and then you slow it down okay there he is so again we have one day it's kevin tolliver obviously today was Artie burns and full pads 
maybe, I wouldn't maybe say tomorrow's Jalen Johnson, but like Matt Nagy said, as the days go on, we'll see the reps kind of split up differently amongst this, among these cornerbacks that are all competing for that one spot. You want to switch to some quarterback since we're talking about cornerback we can go to quarterback I know that's the big thing that everyone wants to listen to and maybe we can hide it for later but it's on my list and I want to talk quarterbacks yeah let's talk quarterbacks I think that's obviously the big talking point of this training camp it's going to be uh and it should be here for quite a while it sounds like because I know Matt Nagy said earlier today that they want to stretch this competition really as far as they can they don't want to start leaning towards one guy over the other here too soon and start giving, say, Foles more reps over Trubisky or vice versa. I know that he said both quarterbacks were making some good decisions today, but did you see what uh, Adam Hogue was talking about? Yeah, I think if just assessing it, he's leaning a little bit more, I guess, you know, just a little bit that Nick Foles kind of had the better overall day. But, again, I think also Mitch Trubisky was hurt by some drop passes from what reporters were saying and he also did have a near interception from a guy that we'll eventually talk about, Deion Bush. So, like, I think what most of the reports were saying, you know, no guy really took away with this starting job on the first day of practice. And I wouldn't expect that to happen. But it is interesting, though, Will, like, they're going to stretch this as far as they can. With such a limited training camp, man, I thought it would just be, if you see somebody's a clear-cut winner... Give him more reps. Just let that guy maximize this shortened training camp so then in less than three weeks you have the Lions. But I, I could see both sides to it. I just think that if you see a clear-cut winner, Nick Foles is making the right decisions, not throwing interceptable you know passes to a Deion Bush consistently, then let him be the starter. But um, I, I guess I could see both sides to, to the situation there. Right, because you don't want to – make a call where say if it went to falls early and then Mitch started to pick things up where you already made the decision and now you're tied to it you're married to it and you can't really get out of it but at the same time Nick I lean with you where if you do see someone that's a clear and obvious choice it would be foolish not to give him a bigger opportunity especially if it's someone from the outside like Foles to work on that chemistry with the ones at least a little bit more than perhaps if they were continuing to split it 50 50 do you think that they'll kind of keep it 50 50 throughout like each practice or do you think like corners you'd have an Artie Burns day a Kevin Tolliver day do you think we'll start seeing eventually Mitch days and Nick Foles days I think they're going to try to keep it split throughout practice itself based off what I'm seeing and hearing yeah I think that's going to be the route that they go and eventually I would man I wonder if it's going to if it's just going to be like a week out from the Detroit Lions game then you start to see all right Mitch is now getting more of these first-team reps, and then Nick Foles is coming in. But it's going to be an interesting, I guess, storyline whenever Matt Nagy feels that this stretched-out portion of splitting reps is now done and over with. When does he make that assessment? How many padded practices does it take to kind of find your quarterback? And I'm pretty sure the teammate, like the, the Bears players are kind of wondering that itself. I know a lot of guys are like, ah, oh, you know, my job is to play defense. My job is to catch the football from each guy. But you got to think in the back of their mind, well, who's going to be our quarterback is, is something they're thinking about. Anything else on the QBs? Again, it's day one, full pads. We heard both guys are looking okay. We're going to keep the competition rolling on. Okay, I suppose that's about it for now, uh, unless you heard anything else that was worth mentioning here. No, that was about it. Those were the big takeaways, and, you know, I guess we'll just, as the days go on, I'm sure we'll find out more information about how these guys are doing, but it seems like, no, like again, nobody took away the starting job day one. We'll see what happens in day two. <laughs> right. We'll see. Maybe someone will snag that job in two days, but uh, one thing I took just in, from a general outside perspective here when it came to this practice i did ask our friend zach pearson from bear report hey did everyone look like you know full speed like did it feel like a normal first day of pads because again up into a week ago they're just throwing against the air then they started doing a little bit of seven on seven stuff and now full pads are on he said it felt pretty normal which is good to me to hear because i was a little intrigued and nervous that maybe it would take a little bit of time for people to get back into full 11 on 11 full padded football but from what he says, everything felt normal. Did you see that? And if you haven't seen that, how do you feel about hearing things felt 
normal because in the year of 2020, anything that can feel even remotely normal is music to my ears. Yeah, so I think just listening to Eddie Jackson, Blal Nichols, Akeem Hicks kind of speak earlier today, they also echoed that same exact thing that Zach Pearson was kind of talking about, that even though it, it is the, the COVID-19 and they're, you know, maybe some guys are wearing, you know, uh, face masks or whatever, it did feel normal. And you've seen the drills that they were doing. Yeah, it, it's obviously a different setting from Bourbon A, but it looked like a normal practice. And Matt Nagy even said, with it being a full padded practice with scheduling things, it just came natural to him going back to his days with Doug Pearson at Philadelphia. So for the head coach, the players, it felt normal. And I think trying to get some sense of normalcy during these times is always good. And, you know, like I said, this they're going to have week one here soon, very, very soon. So it's nice to get a sense of normalcy as they're kind of going through training camp. Right. Absolutely. Um, I know we've been kind of – going all over the place, which I think is fair considering things were just sprinkled on us throughout the day. Uh, is there anything specifically that head coach Matt Nagy mentioned uh, that you want to ensure that our listeners, in case they aren't able to watch his press conference, wanted to take away from it? Yeah, I think two things, um, things to keep uh, your eyes out for. With Sheriff McManus, he didn't. Um, he had a shoulder injury, so again, didn't practice, but Matt Nagy also said, nothing to be worried about and then for Robert Quinn he was dealing with some kind of personal issue didn't participate in team activities but the the Bears are just being smart in how they should handle this situation but it seems like from both you know McManus and Quinn it's not something that's going to linger but then again I forgot which reporter tweeted it you hear like things in like Quinn's situation with personal issues and sometimes they do so let's hopefully Let's hopefully that Quinn situation, whatever he's doing, doesn't linger because obviously the Bears, that's their big ticket free agent acquisition, and you want to make sure that he's on the field ready to go and be that opposite player that Khalil Mack hasn't had here in Chicago. Would you say he's the most important free agent acquisition? I would not say that. Dang it, I was trying to get you. (laughs) I I was going back to our top 10 episode, and we had Robert Quinn. I had him at one. You had him at three, I believe, because I had Juan Castillo. And then I had Quinn at one and Foles at three, but they ended up tying, and I gave you Foles where I I still shouldn't have, but that's okay. (laughs) I just wanted to see if I could have got you slipping up there, but you held true, so kudos. But I agree. That one, personal reasons, I immediately thought of like Roquan Smith last year, and those personal reasons did linger. He missed one game, but it seemed like he was missing games even when he's on the field for the next month. So you don't know what it is. Obviously, it's none of our business to know, but – for someone that the Bears spent a lot of money on at a very important position to keep this defense, heck, to elevate this defense, you want to make sure he's out there doing what he needs to do, being out there with his teammates. With him being a veteran, he can miss some of this early time, and he'll be all right. But if it turns into something a little bit more, then I think this becomes a true talking point for us throughout camp. And Heck, knock on wood, it's not, but early on this season. Uh, for me, Nick, I'm looking around. I like the Cole Komet, uh, the little bit of uh, just getting uh, getting a hard time, receiving a hard time just due to being uh, having a couple of false starts today. They're making sure that they know and they're paying attention, like, hey, you can't do that, rookie. So it's kind of like a <laughs> not a true welcome to the NFL moment, but it's kind of like, hey, welcome to the Chicago Bears. Welcome to the NFL. How about you don't jump off the snap and save us five yards so we can run this play? And I had fun with this actually on Friday's practice with my kids as well, just – Let's go on two, and then they would jump, and you make them do like some push-ups, or then you do like some long pauses in between your cadence to really see if someone will slip, and they do. So it's one of those things where you can see it happening as well throughout uh, the NFL and here with Cole Komet. So I thought that was interesting. Um, outside of that, just a lot more coach speak there, Mr. Nick. Uh, anything else on Matt Nagy, or do you want to move on to some of the players that spoke as well? You know, just one last thing. Someone asked him about Juan Castillo and his coaching style. And the reporter, I think it was J.J. Stankovitz from NBC Sports Chicago, was asking, like, hey, he was pretty loud, pretty vocal. But Matt Nagy said he was pretty low-key today. You should see when he's actually, you know, really ramped up. He just wanted to get the players situated, get let them get a feel for things. Man, that would have been, you know, something to keep an eye on. Like, we, we saw if there are also photos that the Bears posted on their 
official website and they show the starting offensive line or you see three of the interior guys James Daniels at left guard Cody Whitehair at center then you see a Fetty at right guard so it would be interesting again if we were able to get access to training camp to see how Juan Castillo is because from what you know reporters are saying and what Matt Nagy is saying there's a whole nother level that Juan Castillo can go in terms of coaching and really just getting amped up and you know just being critical of his players when he has to be or you know just being being a very passionate coach which is also something that Matt Nagy talked about how far is your house from Hallis Hall again I'm only 10 minutes away and going back to that video that played earlier um 1920 football drive like alan robinson was driving down some roads i'm like okay i know where that's at i you know (laughs) i mean i was just looking at some of these things to check it out but yeah 10 minutes away 10 to 15 minutes but very close by i was thinking whenever the bears are scheduled to practice you should just be outside and hold your ear up and see if you can hear juan castillo out there Uh, i'm sure he can (laughs) carry over that far oh yeah i was like well i kid you not i've thought about like waking up early because these guys get there really early and like you could just drive right down you know football drive there and like i said there's like an abbott labs or something i can be a window washer for you know a few hours or whatever it may be and just overlook practice there see we need like a hidden camera tv show so we have permits to dress in disguise and do things like that there's a there's an idea for us but let's go ahead let's move on uh eddie jackson spoke with the media Uh, we talked a lot about eddie jackson in the last podcast but uh, I know he was talking about both quarterbacks, just saying that, of course, hey, they're both leaders. They're very competitive. They're making tough decisions. They're both making good throws, and they're handling this competition in a very professional manner, very much echoing everything we heard a week ago. But I also know that you talked about what it's been like practicing. Is there anything you wanted to mention about that? Yeah, just like what we were saying about all the players and what the coach was saying and Zach Pearson was saying like the energy and tempo was really high and it just felt like a normal practice guys were excited to be back out there I know there was a question that was posed to Teddy Jackson about Cleo Mack and there was also a question posed to, about Cleo Mack to Blau Nichols like what is he like day in day out the same kind of guy and you're always going to get the same from Cleo Mack and that's coming from Eddie Jackson that's coming from Blau Nichols but yeah, it was um, Eddie Jackson. There wasn't really much, honestly, right. in the audio in the beginning. Oh my goodness, it was weird. Like it was a delay, a pause, and then someone went. And I don't know. Like the Bears, obviously, they have a great facility. We saw that in that video we all just watched. But God, the Wi-Fi is awful. It was almost like my old Wi-Fi. Not Brandon's Wi-Fi bad from way back in the day. Actually, they're probably on the same level now. Let's <laughs> bring that up. That's that's yeah. It's probably on that level. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, we'll always remember your your Wi-Fi situations. Oh, actually, that was hardwired. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, they need to increase to the gigabit speed. Comcast Business, they have that out there. Check it out, Hallis Hall. Uh, but yeah, it did make it kind of hard, and it's odd because it shows though, like even professionals, if you're using some of these tools, and the internet's not stable, it makes them for some really awkward conversations. Absolutely. I mean, I yeah, I just at one point I almost like was going to pause it and then I'm like, all right, just let it play through because I got to get it over with anyway. <laughs> Let's go inside of the trenches and Bilal Nichols. I think the bigger uh, revelation that did come out today, revelation is probably a strong word, but he was talking about he is ready, geared up, and he wants to help this team any way they can or he can, and he wants to play nose or he's going to be asked to play the nose tackle position and he's ready for it. Do you think Bilal Nichols is ready for it, Nick? You know, I think just he's posted a lot throughout the offseason of his training regiments, what he's doing to get himself, his body right. And with him not having that broken hand, Bilal Nichols was balling out his, his rookie season. And even towards the back end of last season, now that he was kind of recovered from that, that broken right hand, he was also making some good plays. And Look, nose tackle isn't his, you know, primary position, but he did play a little bit, you know, his rookie season and in his uh, in last season. So I don't know. It's going to take a lot to replace Eddie Goldman, but I think Bilal Nichols and you know the group that the Bears have are ready to take on that role and to adjust their game accordingly to where this defense can still function without him. But I think Bilal Nichols has all the intangibles. We've already seen flashes. Just he has to stay healthy, keep his, you know, um, hopefully not have any broken hands at, you know, going forward because he said that was something that 
even though he did, you know, break his right hand, it did help him mature on and off the field from a mental standpoint, how to kind of cope with, with an injury and get back into playing shape. So, you know, something that obviously was unfortunate, but he learned from it. But I think he is ready, Will. Uh, I'm expecting big things from Bilal Nickel now in year three. Yeah, I mean, if he approached that injury with that kind of a mindset, it just is a testament to what type of person and player that Bilal Nichols is because that's an easy one to it's your sophomore year. You exceeded expectations as a rookie. To have that happen, he could have harped on it and really let that drag him down. But he, like he said, it helped him mature. It helped him kind of just understand how important football is to him. And kind of like what Allen Robinson was talking about in the beginning of that uh, first episode today, just like, you know, going in a facility when I was rehabbing. And it wasn't fun being out for a whole year, but it was one of the better experiences in my life because it helped me make me who I am today, appreciate the game and the work ethic that it instilled in him that he carries over to this day. But, Nick, I asked you the question, but Akeem Hicks already answered it, right? He said that he's confident that Bilal can step in for Eddie Goldman and if Akeem Hicks says so, then it's 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 just a done deal at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, there are also reports today that Akeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols, they were getting in the backfield today on some run plays. And, you know, I, I think those are two guys that are very capable of stuffing the run and, you know, making plays for that defense. But, yeah, if Akeem Hicks is saying it, the guy that's presumably lining up right next to or on the same front seven as a Bilal Nichols, I think I'll take his word for it. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, okay, Keem Hicks is in the backfield. He'd be going up against Jermaine Effetti. He's not an easy guy to block, Will, but it's going to make Jermaine Effetti better. That's what I was thinking. Like, I was just laughing because I was like, well, it's not Kyle Long anymore. And just going through the roster in my head, like, oh, yeah. So Jermaine Effetti, his first time ever in pads, Nick. In the Chicago Bears uniform, and his daily task is, hey, you're going to stop number 96, <laughs> who, by the way, missed half of last season, wants to be on the field, and he's ready to hit someone. Good luck. Yeah, I've been, I think I've said it <laughs> multiple times now. Well, like, good luck for opposing offenses trying to block this front seven. But, yeah, Keem Hicks, I think he was asked, like, you know, Matt Nagy said that you were in the best shape, you know, ever. But um, Keem Hicks was, again, just saying – that he just has this mindset to to he just loves playing football so he's going to come in ready prepared and even though the circumstances weren't the best to maybe get the access and stuff to be in the best shape he still took it upon himself to get that access to work out to come in in the best shape of his life according to his head coach so yeah good luck for to Jermaine Effetti but it's going to make him a better football player no doubt absolutely anything else that came out today that you want to mention I mean everyone got Jazzed up again about seeing Cordero Patterson working with the running backs. Surprise, surprise. Not really. But is there anything else that trickled out that you want to make sure that we discuss? No, I mean, I think that's the big talking point. Yeah, like, we, I would thought, like, okay, we're going to mention the Cordero Patterson stuff, but it's not anything new. It really isn't. We saw this last training camp. I mean, we know that he lines up at wide receiver, can line up at running back, but everyone's like, oh, there's, it's confirmed. Cordell Patterson is, you know, with the running backs, but he also got reps with the wide receivers. So it's the same news, same old story. We'll just see how Matt Nagy actually uses him. I'm pretty sure we can go look up quotes like, we just want to get the ball in his hands. Well, he got, I think he touched the ball 17 times uh, rushing and then Mm -hmm. even less of that receiving. So we got to wait and see exactly how Matt Nagy is going to utilize and if he's going to utilize Cordell Patterson. I mean, at this rate, it's starting to smell like the world's greatest decoy. Like, he's in the running backs. He's working with the receivers. But are we going to give him the ball? Like you said, it doesn't matter how many reps he takes practicing with the running backs versus the wide receivers, what room he's doing his Zoom meetings in. If Matt Nagy's not going to give him the ball, that's not going to matter at the end of the day. So it is one of those where it's great to see. I'm glad fans are excited about it. Again, it's not really new, but, hey, I'd get excited about anything as well at this point too. So get excited. Let's just see what happens once we get to the season, if they can actually utilize this playmaker instead of just touting him around like an amazing chess piece and not really using it. So I was surprised. I was trying to give you a, a window to talk about a little bit more Dion Bush for you. You know, I was, I was going to go back to that, um, and you know what? We should. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion Bush making some plays in the first padded practice. 
Um, obviously, it doesn't mean he's going to win the starting safety position, but it is nice that he's jumping routes that were intended for Allen Robinson in a team drill, almost intercepting Mitch Trubisky, but he dropped the ball. So it's like you do everything right, but you don't make the interception. So, yeah, it's a guy that, as a lot of people know, I've always liked. But, look, Tashawn Gibson's here for a starting spot. That's what he came to Chicago for. So not going to go super crazy after one padded practice. But it is nice to hear that he's making plays because I think he's just a guy that's never had as many opportunities. So let's see if he can consistently do this. Are we going to see in the next report, Deion Bush making more plays? But it's one pride of practice. We'll see what happens, but I'm glad to hear that it has happened. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about it, that he's not overly thinking out there this year. He's calm. He's playing in a role that we've talked about throughout the you know, offseason. If he's playing opposite of Eddie Jackson, he's in a role that's much more suited for him, his skill set. But when he has to come in and replace Eddie Jackson, that's a whole different story. So now that he's looking more at that strong safety position, a little bit more of a natural fit, I do expect him to be able to play a little bit faster without having to think too much and just read, react, and hearing that he was almost able to make a drop of Mitch Trubisky, which I guess everyone was dropping when Mitch was throwing today. Maybe that's a conspiracy that's uh, brewing beneath the surface here in Hellas Hall. But for all serious note, that's, uh, it's good to hear about uh, Dion Bush. I have two more things on our list, Nick. Uh, number one is there were eight players that did try out today, including uh, Mason Fine, who you discussed last time on the podcast. Actually, who you discussed to or discussed with would be the correct English way to pronounce that or to express that. But do you have that list of the eight players? Again, we don't know too much about them, but just want to make sure people do know that the Bears are looking at some other options here. They are trying out players and just continuing to leave no stone unturned. Yeah, so from it's a combination of tweets here of like who actually worked out with the Bears today. So Mason Fine will work out with the Bears on Wednesday, mm. but right now the two quarterbacks that worked out Kevin Hogan and Kyle Slaughter. We knew about the Kyle Slaughter information. Slaughter, Slaughter, sorry. Um, what, I think two days ago, but Kevin Hogan is a new name that's been added to this list, along with running back CJ Procise and then also wide receiver Rodney Adams. That was from Ian Rappaport. And then we also have from Brad Biggs confirming that one of uh, Mitch Trubisky's former teammates at UNC, wide receiver Austin Prohl, um, also worked out with the Bears. So I don't have a – I'm seeing eight players, but the list of eight guys are not on there. But those are just some of the guys. We have receiver, running backs, quarterbacks. They're all practicing and working out with the Bears. And this is really typical, really common to see during training camp, especially since they lifted that tryout um, ban, I guess. You can bring in guys – um, even if there are not open positions on the roster for them, you can still bring in guys to try out. They just got to go through COVID tests and pass those to be confirmed and cleared to practice. By the way, Kevin Hogan's nickname, at least on Pro Football Reference, is the Gunslinger. Wow. Okay, the Gunslinger, Kevin Hogan. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see if we hear reports of this this Gunslinger. He averaged uh, he averaged four yards attempt his first couple of games and then 6.9 yards attempt both with Cleveland so there's that <laughs> we'll just yep. let that one happen and if we need to talk about him again we can in the future but we'll see but the gunslinger I thought was interesting and then the other bit of news Nick uh this one is a little bit more recent this evening it is the official announcement of as of right now the Bears are planning to not have any fans in attendance at Soldier Field not really surprised. Uh, I know there are other teams that are trying to have some fans in the stands, but didn't really expect the Bears or really Chicago to kind of go down that route as well. But I just want to let people know, if you're looking to go see a Bears game, and it's probably not going to be in Chicago this year, unfortunately, but boy, would that be weird to see an empty Soldier Field with the kickoff. And it's just trying to just even imagine that just feels awkward. Yeah, no, I, obviously the Bears have in the recent years implemented that boom that they do at kickoff, so that's not going to obviously be there. But like like you said, Will, it wasn't, I guess, surprising. It was just, it was unfortunate to see. Like, I, like even though with everything going on, it would have been cool to at least have the opportunity. I really wanted to go to the Tampa Bay game, or we were talking about Nashville. I don't know what their situation is, and I don't know about traveling even right now, but it would have been nice. Um 
to be ha- to have that opportunity. I think De- Detroit is still planning as of right now. They will have fans at some capacity in the stands, even though not. I mean, I don't want to Harper, you know, bash Detroit Lions fans. How many people even go? No, just kidding. But it's it's did. something. Oh, oh yeah, I like the tweet. Yeah, so hey, we, we can bash on them. It's <laughs> I, was, I almost said I almost added. You know, they couldn't pay anyone enough to go see a Detroit Lions game this year, and I was going to even put not even Don Burr, but I decided oh. not to. <laughs> That's hilarious. There you go. Um, but yeah, like like you, it's unfortunate news, and I I don't see it getting better. Like, come That's on, the thing. right now, if it if there's you know determining right now that they're not going to have fans the colder months, like I, I don't see it. Well, I mean, that's what I was telling even my son earlier today because he was asking, like, hey, when do I go back to school? I'm like, buddy, if they're not going to allow my 15 football players on a bus together, how do you expect an entire bus full of kids to take you to school? It's it's unfortunate, but how is that going to get better at this rate? So it's just reality, unfortunately, Nick, but you hit it right. So that's the other bit of news. So, again, if you are planning on going or hoping you can go, uh, check your plans for a little bit or just kind of put it on pause for sure. Uh, anything else, Nick, before we uh, quickly, and I'm going to use that word again, quickly discuss that 1920 football drive, episode one? No, I really, I think that's it. We'll uh, cover, you know, a good majority of the interviews, what happened in this padded practice from reports that we're hearing and seeing from the reporters that were there. But, yeah, let's quickly go over that 1920 football drive episode one okay well i want to make sure it's clear if you want to watch it on youtube or wherever the bears are posting it and you don't want us to hear us talk about it just hit pause now spoiler alert i'd usually this is odd because usually we don't have to do anything like this but i don't want to spoil or ruin anything for you so again if you're listening and you haven't watched the first episode that the bears dropped of 1920 football drive just hit the pause button watch it and then come back to us but uh if not and it's safe to continue, Nick. Let's go ahead and discuss this real quick. I really like the idea. I think the execution, given the fact that it was, I'll use the word rushed, uh, they had a quick turnaround. There were some odd points of like editing and things like that, but the overall concept and idea was neat. It's kind of like hard knocks, but through your team and not another media entity, which is nice, except, of course, the Bears get to control the narrative that's coming out, uh, which is another issue with, I think, some of their media policies, uh, which I'm not going to get to hear on the show. Uh, maybe not this one, at least. <laughs> but, again, I like it. It's cool. It's very much one-sided, though. Uh, and at least for you and I who went to journalism school, I think it does kind of – you like to have that unbiased opinion get interjected instead of the place that you're getting the info from being able to control the entire narrative. But – I know you got, apparently in your notes, I'm peeking at yours, the music gave you goosebumps in the beginning, which is excited. Did those last? No. So that's the thing. <laughs> Initial goosebumps, just hearing the music, seeing the players on the field, just seeing Bears-related activity, especially during these times with you know how crazy they are. I did get goosebumps, but, yeah, it was just initial kind of goosebumps, and then they're kind of gone. But I did like how – it was the video kind of started right from the get-go just going back to the roots and bringing in Virginia McCaskey into the video and just how she wants those players to know about the pride and tradition of Bears football and the players that have played before the current team I thought that was a you know it's obviously something that new players they need to know about rookies obviously need to know about and I I liked implementing that right from the get-go and then obviously a Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace also addressing the team yeah, I liked how Nagy talked about, you know, if you've been around, you'll see the joy in Virginia's face on the plane if you're traveling uh, after a win and just how awesome that feeling is because the team and the success of the Chicago Bears means everything to her, which, again, this has been her whole life, so it makes all the sense in the world. But talking about putting my note, uh, it just crushes your heart to see you're on a team plane after a loss and Man, I mean, if it's true for sure. I bet you players have been around that have understand that. Uh, but that's a good way to really express the importance of her, not just in Chicago Bears, but in football in general, uh, to some of these new guys. So I thought that was really uh, unique as well or interesting. And, you know, for her, it's give 100% effort uh, and just also just take the pride in the tradition of Chicago Bears football, which Every team is going to have something very similar, but it's just nice to hear about your own personal one here in the Chicago Bears. But, yeah, it started off, you know, 
Robinson's driving to practice, and then they kind of cut to some other film that they've already showed before of players coming in, some of the old film with the COVID precautions. The team meeting was interesting. You got a couple sentences from Matt Nagy and then them just on the field. I thought Bill Lazor had a little bit more of a personality than I thought he would. Yeah, it was um, pretty laid back initially, but you can see some some intensity, I guess, when you know practice was getting going. And again, you just you see a little bit more to him when he was trying to explain how you know the quarterbacks that he used to you know coach were mixing up the signals, and because he just didn't put up the right number of fingers or things like that. That's something that we don't know about Bill Lazor, like his personality, and obviously him being in his first season with the Bears. You could see how Matt Nagy and him were also working, laughing with each other, having that that chemistry. So, yeah, that, that's cool to see. You want to see that's what I think this series is for to get that little bit more behind the scenes kind of look. But when you really, after watching what fifteen to seventeen minutes of it, we didn't we didn't learn anything. You're being new. That's, generous. That's I sure. mean, that's twelve, maybe fifteen. I think it was fifteen. I'm, from what I saw in the like the little playback thing, maybe. But well, remember, whatever it was, it was a premiere, so it started earlier before like was doing that countdown ticker. Okay, maybe so. Maybe it's like thirteen. So <laughs> I don't know. But right where whatever. I was yeah. So thirteen. You didn't learn much from it. I, you get to see a little bit more of the facility. Like I wrote in my notes, like that weight room. That's a weight room I want to go work out in. Just seeing how high tech it is, and just the whole entire facility. Um, and other players have talked about it in their zoom interviews like this is why they feel comfortable coming to house hall because of all the precautions they've taken we got to see a little bit of them in this 1920 football drive video i thought you're gonna say 19 to 20 minutes again i was like no nick no (laughs) (laughs) only like 12 i swear but no like you said didn't learn a lot i i think the best part for me personally was like you just said though getting to see inside of Hollis Hall because that's something that not a lot of Bears fans have been able to do. And you're just looking at like hallways and you just see like all the memorabilia and the cool artwork. And to me, that was cool. I mean, still touring Hollis Hall one day is on my bucket list and we'll see if the Bears allow us in the building to ever do that one day. They did allude to it like two years ago on Twitter and then they backed away from that real quickly. Like that Batman hmm gif when I was like, hey, can we come in? And like, maybe, no. (laughs) <laughs> but one day, I would love to have that on my bucket list and just see it for sure, uh, the facilities and this house hall in general. But I know we talked about yesterday when they announced it with the trailer. I'm like, hey, we're going to let's just do a recap of these for every time they drop an episode. Let's hop on the pod and talk about it. Unless the next one blows my socks off, I don't know if we should do that. No, not not immediately after like we're doing right now. Like we can implement the – like three takeaways from the video which is probably all we're going to get for however many there are still left in like a future podcast but like like we said it's cool behind the scenes look but you don't get any new information or any kind of you know i think newsworthy that you need to know it right now you can go watch this 12 to 13 minute video by yourself and see everything that we're talking about man it's not going to take much time but yeah moving forward unless this thing really ramps up like you know bears training camp has then i don't see the need for immediately going live we're gonna break down this video and (laughs) give you everything you need to know well if it was more polished like a hard knocks that may have been really interesting but you're not getting like any player audio on the field it's very selective of the bits and the pieces that they're gonna allow out and again if it's gonna be so tight-knit I'm not going to jump on just to microanalyze or just talk about one or two things. Now, if we have a whole, you know, hey, like today, we saw a couple teams streaming at training camp practice. I would love to go live and talk about what we saw in that, but I don't think we're going to get anything like that, Nick. No, the the Bears have a certain way about, you know, sharing information, especially with training camp, and we all know how that is. Controlling the narrative. Controlling, like you mentioned earlier, controlling the narrative. Unfortunate. I think you would want as many minds giving you some different narratives that maybe you don't think about. And the media that you do trust even going to building, allowing them to do the same. But that's just besides the point. All right. Uh, so I think that's it for talking points. And unfortunately, I forgot to scroll down to shout outs. So we need to do those before we hop off the show today. So apologies in advance for these being buried. I do like to do them somewhere in the midpoint of the episode. But usually I would say 42 minutes has been our midpoint <laughs> Good for us, Nick, but it's going to be the end today. But let's go ahead and give out some shout-outs. Yeah, so I'll start off here. Again, 
We just heard um, from the Clemens family, but they're back again, and that's Matthew, Crystal, Morgan, and newborn Christopher. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome for sending in another generous donation, and Matthew wanted me to make sure that I give a shout-out to his buddy, Brian Disney. So, Brian, when you listen to this podcast, make sure to thank Matthew for the shout-out. But you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your generous donation, and, of course, bear down. Yeah, Clemens family. I didn't expect that one to come in. I think it came in today, right? Like, mm-hmm. is that when it came yeah, in? Yeah, a couple, like, not even an hour before we started doing this. Our football drive started. So that was a great, uh, you know, great to see again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much to the entire family. I know we gave you guys a tremendous shout out last time and I want to make sure you know that you're still as appreciated. And uh, seeing that again, it was a big surprise and uh, one that, which for me was a very tough Monday overall. Definitely helped the back end of it, the later evening, uh, turn everything around for me. And the other shout-out came from PayPal, so it's my list, uh, from Mario Latari uh, from London, UK. So another one from across the pond, which, again, hearing from people across the entire world just getting some support and just hearing from them in general is amazing. So, Mario, I want to thank you uh, on behalf of Nick and myself for your support of our show all the way from London and I know Nick we every time we hear from someone from London I say we gotta go one day and we still do yeah no we definitely have to um you know that the game with the Raiders would have been a cool opportunity but the next time we definitely have to check it out and of course if you want to get a shout out on the next podcast here's how you can make that happen either through Venmo or PayPal if you send us any type of donation we'll give you a shout out on the next podcast Um, When you send that donation, just put your name and where you're from so Will and I will get a better sense of who's sending these donations. And here's where you can make that donation too. On Venmo, you can look up the username, The Chicago Audible. should see my name, Nicholas Moriano, and the Chicago Audible logo. And then on PayPal, you can make the donation to chicagoaudible.com slash PayPal. Really good stuff there, Nick. And the unfortunate part of forgetting about shout-outs and putting them at the end is we're also partnering up with Audible, not the Chicago Audible. This is a different entity. This is Amazon's Audible, not related. Make sure we're throwing it out there. Yet again, Nick, I want to be ultra safe with this one. Um, but do you want to let people know? I know we already got some decent traction, people trying out some uh, Audible trials from our last podcast. We want to make sure we let people know who maybe missed the last pod or still thinking about it. Uh, what they may be missing. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to let you guys know a little bit about Audible, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. Audible has thousands of titles, exclusive Audible originals, podcasts, A-list comedies, you name it, they got it. And what's so great about Audible that it allows you to listen to an audiobook, a podcast, while you're commuting, I think that's extremely beneficial. I bought the physical book, the copy of The President is Missing by Bill Clinton and James Patterson. Unfortunately, due to grad school, just work, and doing stuff for the podcast and blog, I had to put it off for a couple of months. But then I downloaded the audiobook version of The President is Missing, and I kid you not, within a week, I finished the book, and I ended up enjoying it more. You get the different voice actors for each character, and that helped to me to visualize who these characters were and again, just made my overall experience of finishing this book even better. So I really enjoyed Audible, and I think a lot of you guys will too. So you can try it out for yourself with a 30-day free trial that includes a free audiobook. And if you're already a Prime member, Prime member, you get an audiobook bonus. So here's how you can do that. You can head to chicagoaudible.com slash Amazon. And again, that's chicagoaudible.com slash Amazon, and once you download your 30-day free trial, send us a screenshot through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email me at nmoriano at chicagoaudible.com, and Will and I will give you a shout-out on the next podcast. So make sure you go to chicagoaudible.com slash Amazon to get your 30-day free trial for Audible. You know, honestly, after the last podcast, and I'll listen to you again, I mean, I sit at my desk all day, I work remote, kind of want to do this trial myself nick you look will just being able to maybe pick up a title that you've never done before like wanted to get into this allows you to do that and even though maybe i'm not driving as much because of COVID 19 everything's at home 
you could still finish a book really quickly going to the grocery store every time, going to the gym every time, whatever it may be. And that's why I love it so much. I'm still looking for what I'm going to listen to next for audiobooks, but whatever it is, I know I'm going to really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, something to do when I pass the time, like cutting the grass or any other yard work, right? That's a good idea. I've, I've been listening to some like football coaching podcasts out there trying to spice up my game, but that would be another good alternative as well. So I really like this idea. I should probably follow through on this, huh? You definitely have to. And you got to let me know when you do it and what you're listening to and if I need to go listen to that same book as well. Now, unfortunately, I can't use the link. I think that would be a violation. But at least <laughs> I can give you my experience using Audible as well. But, Nick, let's go ahead and let's put a bow on this episode. Uh, I know we've talked about shout-outs and the Audible and the 1920 football drive. But getting back to the top, the Bears put on pads today for the first time in 2020. And the guys thought it felt pretty normal out there. And for everything that this year wants to throw at us and take away and adjust and just kind of almost ruin everything you thought you knew about the world, having some sense of normalcy, even if I'm not there, but I get to hear about it, about the pads and the practice, it felt pretty good today. And I was excited and I'm hoping that we can continue on this path and everything works out how the NFL is intending and we can get to more practices and talk about those throughout the weeks and get to our first game and be able to have a season to break down as well. But days like today get me excited and hopeful that we can get there. Uh, I just know there are a few steps between point A and point B, and I'm hopeful that we can make it all the way through. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of end and have some parting words on from today? Yeah, no, I just woke up today saying, like, the Bears are in full pads. We are getting closer and closer to Bears football, actually being back to week one of the season, to that sense of normalcy that you just talked about, Will, and that's that's exciting. It really is because we live and breathe football just like so many other people. And just to see these reports, see these little practice videos, any any kind of news, it's it puts a smile on my face. Obviously, we wish we could be there, but it is nice that it's happening, that we're not having to, you know, maybe restrict, uh, you know, the football season or suspend it or in any type of way. Not It hasn't happened yet. And it's nice knowing that it is kind of going back to being normal. But we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's no fans in the stands this, right now at Soldier Field. But I, I really enjoy talking Bears football with you and just kind of breaking it down. Even if it is a 12- to 13-minute video on 1920 Football Drive, hey, we're talking Bears football, and I'll take that right now. Yep, it's better than the alternative, that is for sure. So that's going to do it, Bears fans. I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether you're here on the late night Monday evening stream or if you're listening to the podcast here uh, throughout this week we'll be back soon i want to make sure before i let you go if you want to support the show again you can leave a shout out uh, via chicagoaudible.com slash paypal or if you want to do venmo find us at the username the chicago audible you'll see our logo as well as nicholas moriano's name and then of course uh, chicagoaudible.com slash amazon so you can join me and start our 30 day audible free trial we'll be back soon to discuss more chicago bears football as soon as we get i think enough news that warrants an episode not a 12 little minute segment that you don't get a lot out of but hopefully you enjoyed this episode appreciate the info we're able to relay over to you but we'll be back as soon as possible but until then bear down chicago Coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.